You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It's time to say goodbye to the blur and hello to clear vision. Ficta Endel and Elmer are the first in Western New York to bring you Zeiss Smile technology. Along with our highly experienced surgeons, we promise an effortless journey to better vision. Gone are the days of fumbling for glasses or struggling with contact lenses. Embrace the freedom of superb sight because we believe you deserve the world in HD. Visit us online at Ficta.com and schedule a consultation. Ficta Endel and Elmer, we are focused on you. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. I put in extra work that just can't be found. I took the sword out the stone, wasn't a thing. Look me in my eyes, cause I'm a king. Look me in my eyes, cause I'm a king. God made me punch in the accurate numbers. My castle won't crumble. What I tackle will fumble. I've been a leader when they ain't see it, but now my feet is up. According to me, royalty didn't end with King Tut. Crown on my head, clouds is at my legs. Big says sky is the limit. I look down on the ledge. I push the bar like I'm opening the cell. Hands in my cookie jar, you won't come out with a single nail. I need all of mine. The weight of my shoulders won't fit on a scale. What's a king to a giant? Well, Goliath fell. Even if we playing chess, dog, this king can't be checked I make all my moves on the board, I invented my steps uh-huh. I'm a king, the blood of a ruler, I feel like Mansa Musa Make your squad disappear like landing by the Bermuda Triangle, look at it from my angle I'm a king, the closest thing to being one of God's angels yeah. I'm a king Heavy is the head that wears the crown I put in extra work that just can't be found I took the sword out the stone, wasn't a thing Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king. king. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king. king. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. This is the Code Kanda King Podcast. I am your host, Jake Spence. And uh, listen, I'm actually, I'm actually not in a bad mood like I normally would be on victory. Well, it's not victory Tuesday. It's is hold that L Tuesday. <laughs> Normally, I would be in a bad mood because the Bills lost uh, this past Sunday. The Bills lost 25 to 20 to the Jacksonville Jaguars across the pond. And uh, I think before I even get into the game, I think the biggest takeaway for me with this walk away from all of it is that the Bills are going to be without Trey White, Daquan Jones, and Matt Milano for. Uh, the the bulk of the season and i'm saying the bulk of the season only because of daquan jones like he may i don't even know personally to the full extent of what his injury was or is but i know matt is gone i know trey is gone those are two huge very very huge injuries and then again daquan jones is playing at a level that if you pay attention to him he's he could very easily be mentioned with certain other guys as through the first quarter of the season 
as the defensive player of the year for the Bills. If the Bills were going to pick somebody internally for the first quarter of the season, but it's a beautiful thing to have so many guys to pick from, right? You could you could say Daquan Jones, Matt Milano, two guys that we lost, but you could say Terrell Bernard has been playing at that level and playing lights out. Um, you could say AJ Epinesa, AJ Epinesa. I'm going to talk about him in a bit. I owe that man an apology, but I'm saying all that all that to say we've lost quite a few guys that are and have been playing at a level that the Bills need them to play at in order for us to really get over the hump this year, in order for us to really be that team this year. At the end of the year, when it's all said and done, we want to be the final team standing. It doesn't look like it the way things are going right now as far as injury. So I do want to shout out Matt Milano. I want to shout out Daquan Jones and uh, even just throw out Trey White again, man. Like, I hope all of you guys heal up quickly. Um, I hope that your mental is is fine. I hope that your emotional state is fine. I hope you can get back and uh, be better than ever. Rooting for all three of you. Um, rooting for anybody that was hurt. We had a scare with Taron Johnson as well, man. And uh, look, can we, and I know we have this dialogue all the time. We have this conversation about how uh, the NFL, they talk about how they care about player safety and they talk about um, all of these things they're doing to take the dangers out of the game. But yet something that is typically, and I'm sure it's expensive. I don't want to understate it as if it's not expensive, but something that is absolutely doable. It's feasible for every NFL owner. We're not going to mandate the, the ending of turfs. Several Bills players uh, were excited about going over to London to play. And uh, one of the main reasons why they were excited about it as well is because the stadium had natural grass. It wasn't turf. At least that's what they thought. But you get there and then it come to find out these guys are basically playing on concrete with a, a turf carpet <laughs> laid on top of it. It's not it's just not ideal. It's not ideal. So I'm not going to blame the turf on the injuries, but I tell you what. It absolutely it, it doesn't help. It doesn't help. And then even around the league, you see the. this isn't funny, but it's funny to me. Um, the Taylor Swift fans going crazy because uh, Travis Kelsey slipped on turf, non-contact injury, slipped. Who knows what, what's wrong with him? He got his ankle wrapped up and came back out and ended up scoring a touchdown. But um, who knows? Did they, they give him something to shoot him up for the pain or was it just a wrap and he's good to go? Who knows? But Travis Kelsey, man, if he would have went down because of turf, could you just imagine the headache, like the war that would have come against the NFL? So I don't know, like the turf, the turf is horrible. Turf is horrible, but I tell you, I'm not going to blame it on the turf. I could. I'm not going to because I don't do excuses. Another thing I'm not going to blame it on. I'm not going to blame this loss on the schedule. A lot of Bills fans were crying and upset about it, right? Boo-hoo, boo-hoo. It's so unfair. The Jaguars were in London for two weeks and the Bills were only there for, for a couple of days. I put that 100% on the Buffalo Bills. I put that 100% on the Buffalo Bills. Since May, when the schedule re was released, 
the Buffalo Bills knew that they had a game in London. The Buffalo Bills chose to leave two days prior to the game and call and ask their players to sleep full the, the entire flight. I think Josh mentioned that in one of his pressers that the goal was to have everybody sleep for the full flight over to London and then whatever the schedule was for when they landed. But to me, that that's player after player, retired player after retired player has come out. And I always talk about how, no, if I'm playing in London, I need a few days to get acclimated. I need to be there at least four days before the game. So many people, so many players. But yet the Bills, and I get it, we don't travel every year. We don't do the, the overseas game. So, But just because we don't do it doesn't mean that there isn't enough data. There isn't enough information out there for us to make a sound decision on how to do it. So I'm not making excuses on that. Joe and Sarah and quite a few people I know went over to the game. Denard, I had a, quite a few people over there. And I can assure you that most of most of them, if not all of them, had all their travel arrangements completed late May, early June. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels. But now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected, and 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. People knew they were going to London months ago. They planned for it. So I'm not going to give the Buffalo Bills an excuse for something that their fans did better than them. Joe couldn't do the hump day hotline last week because he was gone. Sarah, it was another show, I forget. Couldn't do it because they were gone. They prepared to leave in advance so they wouldn't be tired on Sunday at the game. And Sarah talked about it at length. She talked about the jet lag being a real thing. She gets there, she goes to sleep, but still wakes up and still not. It's a thing. And I can tell you, I live in Phoenix. I travel quite a bit. And going to the East Coast, three hours, it might not seem like a big deal. But three hours to go from Pacific. Listen, that Pacific Standard Time over to Eastern Standard Time is a huge deal. And that first couple of days, I'm, it takes a while to adjust. I couldn't imagine a nine-hour or six-hour difference. So that's on the Bills. Sorry, Bills fans that, that, that don't agree with me. I know I ruffled some feathers yesterday with that. 
had some people mad at me because I said, no, I'm not going to I'm not going to do the excuse. I'm not going to do it because, like I said, I don't even give the excuse for the defense. I think the defense played well with injuries. But they also gave up 474 yards of offense against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And regardless of how you want to have that conversation, injured or not, backups or not, these are professional football players. And if you're giving up 475, 474 yards of offense to one team, it's not likely you're going to win. And the thing is, the Bills were still in position to win. But the defense didn't play great either. They didn't play great. I know everybody was beating up on Kyrie Elam yesterday. All day Monday, I'm on my timeline. Well, Sunday and Monday, really. All day yesterday, I'm on my timeline, and I'm seeing how Kyrie Elam should be traded or cut. And he's not worthy of the first-round status of his pick. He's a bust. Look, he might be a bust. Who knows? But Bills fans damn sure don't know yet. It's the kid's second year. He's been inactive for most of his career. The first game they make him active this year, they put him against Calvin Ridley. Now, just I just want to remind certain fans who don't remember who Calvin Ridley is because he was suspended all last year for gambling. And then the year and a half to two years prior to that, he played for the Atlanta Falcons, where Matt Ryan was no longer really, he wasn't Matty Ice. So the quarterback play was subpar, then he suspended for a year. And it seems like everybody forgot that Calvin Ridley is really that type of guy. I was so upset. I was so upset and disappointed with the Buffalo Bills last year when the Jacksonville Jaguar or when when Ian Rappaport or Adam Schefter, when they when Shefty tweeted out that the Jacksonville Jaguars had just acquired from the Atlanta Falcons, Calvin Ridley for a second round draft pick. I can't tell you how angry I was. Because all this time, especially last year, last year, how many times, if you're a listener, if you're a listener of the Code of Conduct or you listen to Hump Day Hotline or the Chop Up or any show, that I've been a part of, you know how critical last year I was of Gabe Davis for the amount of drops that he had. Could you imagine if we, second round draft pick for Calvin Ridley? So this season you would have had a Josh Allen offense with Stephon Diggs, Calvin Ridley, and Dawson Knox at the three. I mean, not Dawson Knox, and, and Gabe Davis at the three. We're going to talk about Dawson. <laughs> Not happy with Dawson. I was upset about that. Calvin Ridley is like that. And if you don't believe me, go back and just look at some of his, his highlights from Atlanta days. Look at some of his college highlights. The dude is like that. So while I'm going to admit and I'm going to say like, yo, Kyrie Elam played horribly and he was benched for good reason. But really, he kind of dog-walked everybody that lined up against him. Everybody. He had eight targets, seven receptions for 100, plus 120 yards. Plus 120 yards. Calvin Ridley is that guy. But let's talk about what I do blame it on. 
another take that seems to get people upset. Look, Josh Allen didn't play well. I said it. I'll say it again. Josh Allen didn't play well. People were upset with Joe. They yelled at Joe. I saw it Sunday when he tweeted out quarterback didn't play well. Everybody disagreed with him. I get it. We love Josh Allen. I love Josh Allen, too. I say it every single week after a game. I love you, Josh Allen. I love you, Josh Allen. But don't look at the numbers and say, oh, he threw for 359 yards, two touchdowns, just one interception. He didn't play bad. It's not the entire story. And I, I wish that we would provide context when we have these conversations. He had one touchdown in the first half, nothing in the third quarter. Nothing in the first quarter. And then it was a little too late in the fourth quarter. Just not enough time. And I wish, I, oh my God, I wish, y'all know how I feel about this arm punt thing. I really wish we would stop calling these long interceptions arm punts. Now granted, Diggs could have and should have probably come down with that. But it was also another throw. We know Josh Allen can throw the ball. If Josh Allen threw that ball two yards deeper, Diggs literally walks into the, or jogs into the end zone untouched. He catches it where he is, and momentum has him completely just running into the end zone. But I'm not mad at Diggs. He could have caught that. He should have caught that, in my opinion. You're supposed to, you're supposed to moss that guy every time. But sometimes it doesn't happen. Sometimes they'll win. You know, you lose that jump ball. But I'm not mad at Stefan Diggs. Like every single week, Stefan Diggs showed up. Every single week, Stefan Diggs shows up. Look, Gabriel Davis showed up. Gabriel Davis showed up. But outside of him, who else did? I'm going to take a second to talk about it, but before we do, let's take a moment, take a quick break and a word from our sponsor. Hey, football fans, the season is here. So, you know, that means family, football and food. But for the NFL's best fan base, it can't be just any food. Bill's Mafia only eats the best during the season. And the best is Picasso's Pizza. With four great locations in Western New York, it's so easy to treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day. Picasso's. We are Buffalo Pizza. Shipping local and nationwide. Order online at picassospizza.net. Okay, so I said before the break there, I said Diggs and Davis showed up. Diggs and Davis absolutely showed up. But can we start a conversation? Can I do this without upsetting anyone? We need to have a conversation about Dawson Knox. On September 7th, 2022, and I'm not doing this to count nobody's pockets, but the Bills tight end Dawson Knox inked a four-year contract extension worth $52 million dollars. For this season, he has a base salary of $1.9 million dollars with a roster bonus of 30 or three hundred twenty thousand dollars and a signing bonus of 10 million he also has a workout bonus of a quarter million dollars so dawson knox is making just over 13 million dollars this season 
for the season through five games. He has 11 receptions on 19 targets for 75 yards. Let me read it again. He has 11 receptions on 19 targets for 75 yards. Is it, is it, I said this last season. And then he came out and he had a big game against the Patriots. But $52 million is a lot to pay a guy for three receptions, one reception, one reception, three receptions, three receptions. Through five games, you are the number one tight end on a roster and you have 11 receptions. Calvin Ridley almost did that Sunday, but I get it. He's a wide receiver, not a tight end. But Calvin Ridley has seven receptions in one game. Is this Ken Dorsey? Is Ken Dorsey not using Dawson Knox properly? I'm still baffled by the, the fact that we drafted Dalton Kincaid in the first round and all this hype all summer about how we're going to be in 12 personnel. And for those listening who may not have full knowledge on what 12 personnel means, it just basically means you're putting two tight ends on the field. So you have Dalton Kincaid, Dawson Knox out there with Diggs and Davis and a running back. It's a it's simple, very simple. And if we utilize it and we actually put those guys in those type of situations, I think Knox and Kincaid can succeed. But something is happening. Is it Josh not trusting these guys? Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Say what you want. And, and again, everybody can be mad at me. Beat me up. I'll take it. I'm used to it now. But for us to be the team that, that talks so much about tight ends and what we were going to do and how we were going to have the 12 personnel be basically our featured offensive package. And Dalton Kincaid is going to be our version. It's the Bills version of uh, Travis Kelsey. Sal Capaccio came on. Uh, the hump day hotline just prior to the season. And he said, man, I think, I think Kincaid is going to be very important. He's going to be just as important to this offense as Stefan Diggs." And I felt the same way. So this is, I'm not jumping at Sal here. I think Sal does a great job of reporting, but I'm saying that to say all summer, even the people closest to the team had a misconception or a misunderstanding that Dawson Kincaid was going to be very involved in the offense. And to this point, he hasn't been. Dawson Knox was to be very involved in this offense. And to this point, he has not. And then let's talk about 
let's talk about this run game. For the first time this season, the run game looked the way it did when we had Devin Singletary and Zach Moss in the backfield. Weeks one through four, they supported Josh Allen so well. James Cook been cooking. Hemi Cook been cooking. Not Sunday. Five carries for negative four. Negative four yards. As a team, as a team, we had 14 carries for 29 yards as a team. And that includes Josh Allen's 14-yard run. <laughs> like, that includes Josh. He had 14 yards and a touchdown. You take those 14 yards away, the team, the running backs, had 15 yards on the ground, man. It's more than just Josh. So while I agree with Joe and what he said Sunday after the game, I, I agree that Josh didn't play well. The numbers don't tell the whole story. Too little, too late. But it's also we need the running game to support Josh. We need Dawson Knox to get involved. We need Kincaid to. Why is he not? Why is he not out here looking like Sam Laporta? The Detroit Lions know exactly how to use their rookie tight end. They know exactly how to use their rookie. Meanwhile, the Buffalo Bills drafted a guy who potentially has the best hands out of his draft class. And we don't throw him the ball to catch it. Last year when we drafted James Cook, everybody told us, oh, he's a phenomenal He's a pass catcher out of the backfield. Phenomenal. Where, where is where is the creativity in using the running backs out of the backfield? Where's Deontay Hardy? Where, where like, and look, as I love Khalil Shakir, I, I gotta say, I love Khalil Shakir. Can we give Andy Isabella a chance? Can we please activate Isabella, get him active, see what he can do? I've seen Andy Isabella play in person with Kyler Murray. Josh is way better than Kyler Murray. Let me get Isabella, please. I don't know if we can. I got I got to start some campaign. <laughs> activate Isabella. I'll figure something clever out to say, make it rhyme. But. I, I, I need to see some some more speed with Josh. I need to see uh, some hungry receivers. And I'm again, I'm not questioning anybody, but I think that Isabella is hungry. I think he came into training camp trying to prove that he should make the team. And I think he proved that he should have made the team. He was supposed to be on the 53. But I understand you got to play those roster gymnastics. There's no way Shakir was making it back to the roster. He wouldn't have made it to the practice squad. You knew the, the top guys were making it. So it was a numbers game. But I tell you, at this point, I need to, I, I would like to see Isabella in there. Give me some after the, the catch ability. I don't know. But listen, I'm going a, I'm to a get over it. Like I said, I'm not even that upset. I'm not even that upset. The, the thing that I've been harping on, has been the injuries and outside of the injuries, I think the biggest thing that that really gets to me is just um, 
that offensively outside of Diggs and, and even Davis for this week, it just seems like we didn't show up. Defensively, we showed up, but we got beat up and and knocked out. We, we too many injuries. But offensively, we didn't show up. Josh looked off the entire first half. He looked off. But we got the Giants. We got the Giants coming into town. So this should be in and it's a week to week league, so you never know how it's gonna go. But this this should be one that the Bills can um, get back on the win column or in the win column, I should say, and they should be able to dominate this team. So let's see. Holler at me tomorrow, code of conduct. No, I'm sorry. Holler at me tomorrow for the hump day hotline. Uh, Joe Miller, Jay Spencer King, hump day hotline is going down. Y'all know how we do it over here. Appreciate y'all checking in for the review of the game. Um, try to have a good week. Try to have a good week. And y'all know how we do it. Y'all try to love each other, take care of each other, and live in peace. As always, stay positive. Test negative. Go Bills. Code of conduct.